Hi, this is Ken Fagels. I played Ken Cade in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and 4 on the Great Horror Squad podcast. the horror squad podcast episode number 220 tonight we're talking about 2022's master which is currently streaming on amazon prime i'm one of your co-hosts todd we have steve sam and joe first hi guys sam would like to say something this is weird she likes playing video games now you heard it here (laughs) you heard it here first all right guys so this is weird and i'm not gonna spend too much time on it because I'll probably cry but this is gonna be one of my last episodes on the podcast um just a lot of stuff going on right now and I can't dedicate my full life my full free time to the podcast like I wish I could so I'm gonna step back still be a horse squad supporter from afar And everyone who's listened, I just appreciate your support so much. And I hope that you guys continue supporting Steve, Joe, and Todd. And maybe I'll be in the Discord. You know, I'll be around. So yeah, but I'll be around for the next few episodes because Todd will be gone. But just wanted to let you know that it's going to almost be over for me. All right, that's the end of the episode, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, Wait, but yeah. this is going to be on April Fool's, so people are going to think this uh, is an oh, April that's, Fool's that's joke. <laughs> not an, April, not Fool's, an April, April Fool's, guys. I wish it was, but it's not. Will I regret this decision? Probably, but you know, I just gotta you gotta follow my heart anytime. for now. Guest yeah. There always be times when I have to miss an app or whatever, and pop your little head in i just mm-hmm. want to be i just want to like listen to you guys record but just have like my mic and camera off and just listen to you guys but anyways thanks everyone mm-hmm. for the support love ya yep and if you miss sam's voice you can check out let's not podcast on any major podcast platforms Halloween happy on youtube if you want to see her face and her hear her voice at the same time it's a new age thing we're working on new technology things like that boys and girls <laughs> boys and girls sorry how are you guys doing Groovy. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sam, I, was, I stopped because Sam was saying something. <laughs> no, because I was going to say, like, I'm leaving since I'm losing at trivia, but I forgot that opportunity. So I was just thinking about that. How are you guys yeah. doing? Good. Uh, you know, I'm bummed too that Sam's leaving. I'm sure everyone wishes it was me instead of Sam. No, but, you know, trust me. You got, you'll, the you'll flow to... will be so much better. Like, <laughs> Everyone loves you guys. It'll be great. I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's sad to definitely to see Sam go. She's been a great part of the show. And yeah, I mean, me, you know, now we're down to three guys again. <laughs> Stop. Opportunity. <laughs> Still got a shit ton of pins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how uh, it goes with the three of us and we're undecided, kind of like what 
where we go from here, I guess, as far as whether we're just going to keep the three of us or do something else. But Sam obviously is always welcome back anytime she wants to come back. If she changes her mind, obviously, we would love to have her back. But if she doesn't, she's more than welcome to pop in whenever she wants. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're still going to, show's still going to go on. And uh, yeah, we'll miss her. Yeah, we're absolutely going to miss, I'm going to miss Sam big time. Um, you know, and I, I get it, for, especially for listeners, like I'm still going to see her. You know, I'm actually, have, we have plans going on where I'm going to see mm-hmm. Joe and Sam in person, mm-hmm. but I know for listeners, it's a bummer, but there are a lot of opportunities to see Sam, like Todd said, in other venues. And I know I, I watch her Halloween happy all the time. I listen to Let's Not. So I'm excited that those are continuing on with Sam. You're always welcome on a podcast. It definitely won't be the same without you. Um, thanks but yeah, guys yeah. but I'm happy for you yeah you, you got a lot going on so we, we totally get it you guys are the best I love you you don't have to say it back I know it's weird for guys to do that so yeah I mean I'm not gonna repeat what they said but I mirror what they said so come back anytime don't be a butthole never um, and uh, next time I get nachos at a movie theater, I'm sending you a picture of it. So deal with it. Please nice. do. I always want a nacho photo. <sighs> I know, man. They don't have them anymore. Stupid. COVID Sad. took our nachos now. Like, I don't understand. They did. R.I.P. Fuck, man. We, we went to the supermarket and bought Lunchables when we went and saw our ex. Like, nacho Lunchables. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that. So we I did get yeah. the Lunchable nachos. And then we go and they actually had the nachos, but I didn't they get did. them. They did. But of course, my nachos were eaten like within 10 seconds. So, well, they're built for like a seven year old. So, (laughs) I know I should have got like (laughs) the chips are like the size of your fucking pinky now. So, they are. (laughs) But those little crackers that they like cheese and crackers and stuff are really good. Yeah. I wish they made adult lunchables. Do they? They should. They made, um, they made like young adult uh, lunchables, which were bigger Mm. portions. Well, I want like a hungry man size of a Lunchable. Dude, imagine. Yes. Hungry man, that's what it's called. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. And have like a little like, it could be crackers and cheese or whatever and have like a little wine. It could be sold at the Mm -hmm. liquor store or whatever or a little beer with like like the pizzas. (laughs) I love it. Great idea. Yeah, you should totally do that. (laughs) (laughs) And Steve, you had the movie club this week, right? I did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we had a movie club on Friday last week. Uh, a lot of fun with the people who attended. So thank you very much to everyone in our Discord who went. We discussed uh, Wishmaster. We had a lot of fun discussing it. Uh, Wishmaster is a very interesting film. If you haven't seen it, there's this like mix of amazing practical effects and dog shit CGI that just <laughs> blends in a way that is just so weird. It probably has one of the stupidest and worst kills I've ever seen in my life when they kill off Kane Hodder in that movie. If you've seen it, the CGI is like so bad that you'll start laughing at how bad it is. You know, it's just like really, really awful. Uh, But the movie's decent and we were talking about it. And I think that it would definitely be the type of movie that should get a remake because Mm. the story has a lot of potential and I think it would be super interesting to see. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we are now... Uh, gathering suggestions for the next movie club for April. uh, We decided to start themes with it. And the theme for the first month will be so bad, it's good. So if you're on the Discord, just throw in a suggestion. We're going to vote at the end of the week. And if you're not part of the Discord, what the hell are you doing? 
send us a message. We'll send you uh, an invite so you can come in and have fun and discuss and all that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I put in uh, Poltergeist in the hat for the So Bad It's Good. So yeah, that I put would be killer a fun sofa. One to do for sure. Killer sofa. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. You guys want to do some horror news to start us off tonight? Let's do it. All righty. So file this under. I don't think something anyone expected. Academy Award-winning horror movie, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so this year, the Oscars decided to do something a little different. And no, I'm not talking about Will Smith just going on stage and smacking people upside the head. Uh, they decided to do a fan favorite vote uh, this year, which I don't even know, like... Um, I didn't really even see much about this online or anything. And then like, they didn't even like do it. Like they didn't like present it. Like it was like a weird, like fucking like thing. They did. If you watch the Oscars, you know what I'm talking about. It was like, it didn't even count. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it was like presented or anything like that. They ended up doing like the top five or whatever, but Zack Snyder's army of the dead ended up finishing uh, number one based on all of the fan votes. Um, so yeah, the top five rounded out was at number five, tick, tick, boom. Number four, Spider-Man, no way home. Uh, number three, Minamata, number two, Cinderella and number one, Army of the Dead. Uh, shocking. I mean, I thought Malignant would would get uh, the nod over Army of the Dead, but I guess the Zack Snyder army was out in full force. And hey, I mean, you know, we all reviewed it, and I know we all enjoyed it and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, shocking to say the least, I guess, uh, for me. But hey, anytime horror can be represented is a good thing. Yeah, for free context on that, um, people didn't actually want Army of the Dead to win. Uh, it was okay. the people who wanted Justice, the Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder cut uh, to win. Gotcha. But the Academy decided that it wasn't eligible because the movie had previously released before. Uh, you know, even though it was his cut, it's just an extra version of his cut. So to make up for that, the DC <laughs> fans and the other fans made Army of the Dead win. So that's uh, that's why that happened. Well, that makes sense. But still, then. I mean, now if they released a Blu-ray, they could be like Academy Award-winning film army of the dead so there you go i feel like it's a joke though because cinderella getting second that movie is yeah. dog shit i mean spider-man no home deserved first. it yeah yeah should have been yeah uh, yeah it's it's basically the award for which twitter fan base can be the loudest <laughs> you know which we really right. don't need in our lives right now so no <laughs> oh, well, at go, least it went to do a away with all that shit all together yeah, it's stupid. To try yeah. to appeal to mass audiences, it's not working. Well, I mean, like every aspect of that show is yeah. kind of archaic now. If you want mm -hmm. to get that audience, you need to slap someone across the head. It's the only way to get their attention. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see what next year brings and we'll see if they decide to bring this fan favorite uh, vote back and uh, you know, I'd say maybe not. I mean, the Oscars second rateest lowest oscars of all time behind last year's oscars so mm. i don't think anyone's really watching anyway but hey you know yeah. maybe people will watch more next year and see if someone else will get slapped in I the think face movie, movie go moviegoers have moved on from that stuff you know i think so it's like i you know i watched it like and i i mean i watched it this morning like and i fast forwarded through like the whole thing pretty much but there were like a couple of cool moments like they did a godfather reunion where they brought out uh 
because it's 50th 50 years of the godfather so stuff like that is like pretty cool when they do stuff like that like uh de niro and pacino uh came out uh and then they did uh uh Re- pulp fiction Re- not reservoir dogs pulp fiction yeah, yeah that's yeah. what they did like a pulp fiction reunion too where the cast came out so that, i mean stuff like that is really cool to see um and then bill murray did a nice little thing for uh reitman um for, during the in memoriam section and stuff like that so i mean some of that's cool but like as far as the movies go like i didn't i don't think i saw like hardly any like maybe like 10 percent of the movies I actually saw that were nominated so i mean i think that's the biggest problem with the oscars is like most of these movies are they're the deep cuts you know so not to say that they're bad films because i'm sure they are great films but it's just not stuff mainstream audiences are really checking out and whatnot so but all right on to the next bit of news here is scream six uh news uh it was uh confirmed earlier this week that courtney cox arquette has officially signed on um for scream six no word on nev campbell officially yet but i'm i'd be shocked if she doesn't come back for it obviously but in other big news we have a release date for scream six as uh it was officially announced march 31st 2023 we will be getting the sixth installment of scream radio silence of course will be back to direct uh and kevin uh williamson will be back in some aspect um no word if he's going to be writing it or anything like that but uh we'll see i I don't know like i i just don't get like the releasing screen like this one came out in january now this one in march i mean it just seems like more like dumping ground time than like time for it to succeed but hey i mean it made a ton of money when it came out uh this january so i'm sure it will do uh really well again but we'll see all right, next bit of news here. A little bit of news here about Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Um, he just finished uh, filming, and it will be released soon, of course, on The Northman, which meant his next project, which is supposed to be the Nosferatu remake, um, was supposed to be happening. It uh, was announced all the way back in 2017, actually, like right after The Witch. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy had signed on uh, to uh, join in that project. And also recently... Harry Styles. Well, we found out today that um, the movie has been officially put on hiatus as Harry Styles has dropped out of the project due to scheduling conflicts. Um, Eggers was actually supposed to fly this week um, to Prague to begin uh, pre-production on it. But with Styles now dropping out, uh, we will not be seeing Nosferatu, unfortunately, anytime soon. Uh, but we'll see. What's and Harry we'll Styles uh, he's from uh, One Direction. He's in, uh, One Direction. Camp, Camp One Direction yeah. Oh, he's a singer. Yeah, yeah he's also yeah. in the Eternals. Just get an actor then. Jesus. <laughs> he's, he's a what, Steve? You seen the Eternals? I never saw it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we'll see. I, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think Eggers is the perfect choice to do a Nosferatu movie if we're going to do another one. So we'll see. And I'm excited for The Northman, even though it's not really horror, but I think that one looks really awesome. Alrighty, next bit of news here. Lost Boys is coming back, ladies and gentlemen, as there we are gaining a reboot movie uh, with uh, what's it? Jaden Martell uh, <gasps> will be uh, starring in this new Lost Boys remake. Also, Noah Jupe, if I'm pronouncing his last is name right. Uh, the- Noah Jupe. Yeah, Jaden Martell is yeah. Uh, Jaden Martell is the kid from it. He played Bill oh, okay. in it. 
And Noah Jupe is, you'll know him, if I'm pronouncing his last name right, uh, you'll know him from A Quiet Place. He mm-hmm. plays the younger boy right. in A Quiet ah, Place. interesting. Yeah, so the two of them are uh, scheduled to star in this film. I'm assuming they're playing the Frog Brothers, if I were to guess, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will be the vampires. Um, that, But that is uh, all we know for now uh, that this movie is has been greenlit. It is going to be happening. But other than that, um, we'll keep you updated. But, you know. Feldman coming we'll back, see. yes or no? What do you think? Maybe a cameo. Yeah. I think a cameo, yeah. Glasses on or off? <laughs> on. Is, is this a reboot or a requel? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm assuming a reboot, but I guess it could be a requel. I mean, but how, I don't know. How do you make a requel? Like, who? They'll, because they'll like the main vampire is dead. I know, right? If they could find a way to bring back, um, obviously, uh, what's his face Keeper. there, <laughs> Keeper Sutherland. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. I'd I'd always be on board for that. But we'll see. Are they still making a TV series of Lost Boys 2? No, I'm pretty sure that got shut down. It did? Okay. Yeah, it was talked about, but I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're moving in the movie direction now instead of the TV series, which was slated for CW, but I think they decided that a movie might be the better way to go with it. And maybe those two are just going to be, um, I don't remember the names, but Corey and Corey, like maybe they're not. Yeah, the Frog be the Brothers. Oh, I thought you were saying the brother brothers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think See, so. This like is the why vampires. I'm the, frog, <laughs> yeah. the frog brothers are the is yeah. are the comic book guys. The buddies, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I mean that actually I think that'd be pretty cool casting. I think they I mean yeah, those, both, good good actors. both young child actors. So yeah. we'll see. All right. File this under something I don't think anyone saw coming. Jack Torrance recast who's a good jack torrance ladies and gentlemen ben what if i told you ben stiller <laughs> Sorry, i thought you were asking <laughs> i was i was joe would say um, ben affleck what ben affleck ben? no i you love no. ben i do like ben affleck i think he's a good actor um i, th- I think he was a good batman i think he's an underrated batman i think he underappreciated <laughs> batman pattinson buddy that's good as pattinson um to be determined. Ooh, okay. Pattinson. Well, Pattinson, he didn't give us a. I, I didn't see Pattinson as Bruce Wayne really. So I, you know, I need I need a little more uh, to determine. I think they're even right now, personally. All right, but anyway, so Ben Stiller uh, as Jack Torrance, interesting casting. Uh, but what, you know, before you you know jump all over the this, uh, this is not going to be a movie adaptation or a television adaptation. This is actually going to be a stage play adaptation of The Shining. Uh, on It is going to be happening over on Broadway. Uh, no other uh, really info as of right now besides that Ben Stiller is has been cast to take the role of Jack Torrance in this play. And that is going to be based on the Stephen King novel more than the Stanley Kubrick version of The Shining. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting casting for sure. I think he'll do a good job, honestly. I really, I could see him killing this role. So we'll see. I definitely would want to go see it. Yeah, me too. I actually learned something about The Shining today that I don't think I knew. Uh, Did you know that Leslie Nielsen was one of the main choices to play him in the original Shining? Really? 
And he actually, when offered airplane, uh, initially said no, at least not until he hears back from the people from The Shining because he was more interested in that project. And it's when they didn't go with him that he signed on to Airplane and became wow. famous anyway. So I wonder what that would have been like. Unless, you know, like he was like a good, you know, serious actor before he started Airplane, essentially, where, where he became more of a silly actor. He's so in Creepshow, right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's in the first yeah. Creepshow. So. Yeah. Yep. He'd do well. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting. Reminds uh, me how the both Jacks, um, compare to each other like from the book and the movie the book is he's he... more compassionate like he's okay more about i couldn't remember and, if it was yeah. the other way even though yeah. that sounds ridiculous yeah. but whereas in the movie he almost started off evil that's mm-hmm. what Stephen king at least really hated about yeah it. Mm-hmm. yeah king said he he already looked crazy you know so that was Do you want to go problem. see that joe uh yeah absolutely I, I would love to see it uh yeah, and like I said, I think Stiller would do good. I'll tell you one actor that always, after seeing the deep fake of Jim Carrey, like as Jack Torrance in that, like I think he would be amazing in that role. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, and we'll keep you updated on that. Any other casting, I'll be interested to see who's going to play um, Wendy in uh, that adaptation and stuff as well. So yeah, stay tuned. What if it's Alrighty. his wife? In- Oh yeah, nah, I'm good with that. <laughs> Who is his wife? I forget her name. Christine. I, was a girl from Taylor, Taylor, right? I think that's wrong. Yeah. From what? Dodgeball, Dodgeball, right? Dodgeball. Marsha Brady. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Little blonde girl. Yeah. I wonder right, if they're going uh, that comedic with this, so or if he's going to play it straight. I think he's going to play it straight laced. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. He just because he's doing drama now. He just he created um that show Severance on Apple Plus, which is just a phenomenal uh tv show like sci-fi drama but yeah so i I think yeah i think he could play it straight lace i'm trying to think has he done anything i think he has done a few dramas but nothing like the secret life of walter mitty but it wasn't like yeah straight like depressing drama or anything like that Mm -hmm. more like Mm lighthearted. we'll see all right. In some other big news uh, recently, of course, uh, Netflix's Wednesday Adams television series got some very big news this week. Uh, as, of course, Jenna Ortega, we already know, is going to be playing uh, Wednesday Adams in the show. Well, it was just announced earlier this week that Christina Ricci will also be starring in this iteration of uh, the Adams family, but she will not be playing Wednesday Adams in any way, shape, or form. She will not be playing Adult Wednesday. She, um, but and they're keeping uh, her role currently completely under wraps to protect the surprise for fans. Um, but she is going to be playing a new uh, character in this series. Of course, uh, Tim Burton. Uh, is the one that is created this series and will be directing some of the episodes. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that as well. But it's cool to see Christina Ricci back in this series. And Jenna Ortega, I think, as Wednesday Adams is probably going to kill it. She's kind of like the new girl in horror yeah, right she's now. Like a, so. She's like low-key yeah. becoming the like it girl in horror. It's crazy. I, she I love is, her. yeah. She's, she's great. Mm-hmm. She's great in X, so. She I'm, is, I'm yeah. She's and great even Scream. That's one of the best parts about Scream, Scream is yep. her. So. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All righty. And uh, I guess borderline hard news. I mean, because we did cover it last year. Some Godzilla vs. Kong news as we ha- are officially going to be getting a sequel 
to Godzilla versus Kong, and it is be going to begin um, filming in Australia later this year. Uh, I don't know. Is Winger? I'm not sure if Winger is coming back for this or not. I don't see that here in the news. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do we need another Kong Godzilla movie? It made a ton of money, so I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, why not? You know. Yeah. Exactly. They, they just need to fucking throw all the monsters in this one, though. Like, I think it's time to have Kong tag team with Godzilla and just fight a monster everyone. brawl. Yeah, because in the first in Godzilla, or yeah, it was I in Godzilla we saw a ton of monsters like on the news. Then in the second Godzilla, King of Monsters, we saw a ton of monsters. And then in King Kong versus Godzilla, there was like almost nothing. I want to see all those mm-hmm. monsters and you know have those two save the day. So if they give us that, I'll be happy. If it's just King uh, Kong against Godzilla again. I'll see it anyway, but I'll be less excited. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll file this bit of news under interesting and potential for some cool stuff coming on down the road as Amazon has officially acquired MGM for a whopping $8.45 billion. Um, there's some obviously massive uh, horror franchises attached to this one, uh, including Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Silence of the Lambs, Poltergeist, Amityville Horror, Pumpkinhead, uh, Child's Play, and um, The Prodigy, and The Belko Experiment, and Gretel and Hansel. Um, so, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but with Amazon taking this over, maybe we'll finally get this Killer Clowns from Outer Space TV series that's been talked about, or movie that has been talked about for a long time. Maybe we'll be getting some reboots for Sons of the Lambs and stuff like that. I mean, this is uh, good news, I would say, for uh, some of these properties, especially Killer Clowns, uh, which seems to be the one uh, that was kind of highlighted for the horror fans when this deal went through is they've kind of been dragging their feet on that for obviously decades now. Cause you know, the fans have been asking about it, but with this deal, uh, hopefully we'll see something out of it, but yeah. So file, like I said, filing under interesting, maybe something will come out of it. Maybe not, but we'll see. All right. Just a couple more bits of news here. Netflix's resident evil live action series is coming, ladies and gentlemen, as it will now. It has been announced that it is officially going to premiere on Netflix July 14th, 2022. Um, Netflix promises that this will redefine a legendary horror franchise. This new series um, will expand on the uh, Resident Evil franchise. Um and oh okay it's it's set to t- it's set in the year 2036 14 years after a deadly virus caused a global apocalypse jade wesker fights for survival in a world overrun by the bloodthirsty infected and insane creatures of raccoon city and the cast includes lance reddick ella balinska tamara smart and sienna agudong so yeah, uh, I'm sure you guys, being the big gamers yeah. you are, probably pretty excited for this one. Yeah, I'm excited, but you know, the last movie was just whatever, and I wish they would just remake the game into a series or a movie and just go straight horror with it. I don't understand. It's like it's got great source material there, like a basically like a giant haunted mansion with traps and stuff. Like I don't, I don't understand like why they always have to mix it in like this crazy kung fu shit or like do Raccoon City Part Two, or it's like. The city's taking over now. It's like so much source material there that they keep fucking it up and 
some someday someone's got to get it right. I hope it's this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, so this is going to be an eight um, part series, uh, and I'm assuming if it's successful, they will continue on. Um, oh yeah, another bit of news: Archive eighty one was canceled for anyone that enjoyed that show. So I apologize for anyone that might have watched that. I don't know anyone that really did, but um, I heard decent thing. I heard like mixed things about it. So maybe That's I'll watch why it. It's canceled, I know it's buddy. canceled. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, and the, in the last bit of news here, uh, just a really quick one for those of you that have been enjoying the Are You Afraid of the Dark series over on Nickelodeon. Well, a new season is going to be coming uh, this October titled Ghost Island. So yeah, so it could be fun. Could be not. I don't know. Sam watched me and Sam watched the first two seasons and we both uh, enjoyed them. We enjoyed the first one a little more, but uh, they're, they're fun. Good, good fun, especially if, uh, you know, you have young children or something like that. It's a great intro to horror type series. So yeah, check it out. That's coming out. And that is it. Fall. This fall. Yep. The new, yeah, the third, this will be the third season of it. So yeah. Did they say like how they're going to format it? Like if it's going to be the same of where they break up a big movie? I assume, yeah. I assume they'll probably go the same route. Mm-hmm. Do we know who's going to be in it? Um, yeah, I don't know any of these actors' names, but I'll throw them out there. Uh, Telsey Hewn from a show called Modern... You might know her from a show called Modern Love. Connor Sherry from The Devil You Know. Luca Padovan from School of Rock the Musical. And Chance Hertzfield from A Million Little Things. So if you know any of those actors or young child actors, they're the ones that will be starring in this new um, iteration of Are You Afraid of the Dark? How exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got for you guys this week. But once again, if you do have any horror news you'd like us to discuss, feel free to post it over in the Discord horror news channel. And I'll throw it out there. Yeah, and if you feel like coffee. No. I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. I like coffee a lot. <laughs> yes, and you, if you when you do drink coffee, you get Deadly Grounds coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. They're so disgusting. Get it. Get all of it. Get every single flavor. <laughs> get, get the witch's brew. Hell's Fury. Get the Hell's Fury. Get the zombie bathwater. <laughs> they should make that one. What watched? <laughs> I have one title and I decided to, to watch because you guys had all talked about it and that's Fresh over on Hulu. Mm. And I have to say this is my favorite Hulu original that I've, that I've seen. So I really liked it. I liked it a little bit more than you guys, I think. I gave it a four out of five. Um, You know, basic synopsis is there's a crazy guy played by Sebastian Stan uh, who goes and picks up women, charms their pants off, and then takes them back to his house because he is a um, guy that prepares human meat for consumption for rich people. And then he, like, uh, makes it personal. He takes her clothes. He takes pictures of them. It's fucking gross, right? Um, I liked it a lot. I think it was very well acted. I liked the premise a lot. I think it was a little bit too long, though. And I agree with Steve's point. Uh, I, th- I think it was Steve, maybe Joe, that the horror never, they never like ramped it up enough. Like they could have gone there and they didn't. But I think it's because it's uh, it's that's a Hulu platform. It's not really like a hardcore horror movie. It's not meant to be. Um, but it's it's demented, man. And uh, he like cuts off her ass. It's like, that's pretty cre- uh, creepy. <laughs> 
and uh sebastian stan he's like a perfect boy next door handsome and then when he flips it's like this guy's a fucking creep what is she seeing it you know what i mean so like perfect and the girl she's so sweet she's a uh, super hottie and i feel for her too and i <laughs> i couldn't help but think like this totally sucks because now her dating life is officially ruined because hmm. how can she ever trust anyone again and then i was thinking thinking too much into it because it's a horror movie at the end of the day but uh yeah fresh i liked it a lot so it's currently my number one of 2022 which is mm-hmm. my fourth film so it's not that much but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i never knew cotton candy grapes were an act- actually a real thing until that movie <laughs> my wife's like yeah, yeah and they do actually taste like cotton candy so we're gonna get some next time we go to the supermarket i'm curious now i need to know I've never had them, but I always see them online and everyone talks about how good they are. Huh. Have you guys ever had a grapple? A grape apple? No. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them. Maybe they don't make them anymore, but yeah, it's a grape infused apple or vice versa or whatever. Oh, that sounds so good. Grapple. Yeah. But fresh, man. I liked it. Yeah. Glad you liked it. Cool. Nice. Well, uh, I finally got around to my punishment for Todd's. Uh, trivia for todd winning trivia a few weeks ago when sam was out and todd chose zombie pirates which is currently streaming over on tubi for those that of you that want to check it out oh man uh zombie pirates let's see if i can even synopsize this movie because i don't even know if uh i i even knew what it's about uh so essentially like it's um it's about like this this woman who Man, like this movie starts with like a 30 minute fucking like info dump. Like it's so we have a guy, he like looks like Colonel Sanders, like and I'm not even joking. Like he legit looks like Colonel Sanders. And like fucking third it's like 30 minutes of them sitting in a room talking about like this legend of this pirate that has like this treasure. And if you like do these sacrifices, like you can get like his treasure. If I, I don't, Steve, you can butt in if I'm not getting this right, because like I was like kind of tuned out after that half hour like info dump. Um, man, it was like so fucking boring. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, it's, and that's kind of what like it goes. Like it's like her, um, like kind of like uh, getting these like people and sacrificing them and doing this, you know, sort of ritual to like get the treasure but she doesn't she like misses one i think she's like one short or whatever so the zombie pirates come after her um and yeah i mean that's basically the movie yeah i mean this movie's terrible like it it is like i said it's so fucking boring um the acting is really bad uh and like it's funny because like the director like i think it's like he almost like knew this movie was bad because he just kept going back to the same well of using this actress who's like you know she's a pretty attractive young woman and she just he just kept finding ways to get her naked or in like really like air in her like brown panties or a laundry like that happens like maybe seven or eight times in the movie he just keeps going back to that well um yeah, <laughs> that's definitely the most was mo- the most entertaining part of this movie. Because other than that, it's just like man, for a movie called Zombie Pirates, you're expecting I was expecting like a cheesy, like fun B movie, but there's like no fun to be had in this movie whatsoever. Because we get the zombie pirates are in the movie for like less than ten minutes, and that's like it might even be like five minutes. They're like hardly in this movie at all. When they are there, they're pretty cool looking anyway. Like I mean, clearly it's like really low budget, so like it just kind of looked like. 
like really good Halloween costume. Like maybe you spent a couple hundred bucks on like a, a good zombie Halloween costume pirates. Uh, but it looked cool. They look cool. And that that's the only reason like I gave this movie one star over on letterbox. Cause it was like a half star movie, but I bumped it up a half star just cause at least the zombie pirates did look cool when you saw them. But there's like no redeeming qualities about it, like this movie at all. Like I cannot recommend it to anyone, like not even like a horror fan that's looking for like a bad, like B movie. Cause it, it's like an hour and this movie's an hour and 20 minutes and an hour and 10 of it is just fucking really uninteresting characters just like talking to each other and it's yeah it's terrible like so yeah definitely don't watch it Uh, yeah i I mirror everything joe said uh you know i watch a lot of bad movies but at least a lot of them are at least entertaining like monstered for example which was todd's punishment (laughs) from sam uh, was at least like entertaining and I enjoyed it because they were doing different things and having fun with it. This one, oh fuck, it's just so like it's the kind of thing that people would do when I was in film school and kind of forgot to do their homework. So they filmed something in their house and in like a cheap hotel room that they had access to and filmed all weekend, you know? And it's basically a lot of dialogue and shit like that. And there are just things in the movie, like there's a scene where she goes to someone's house and asks the woman to retrieve like a deck of cards from her, from like her kitchen. And all of a sudden it goes into slow-mo. And so the woman like turns around and opens the drawer and grabs the cards and closes the drawer and then hands them back. And then slow-mo ends. I'm like, why the fuck was that in (laughs) slow-mo? Like it made no sense at all. Uh, It's just a lot of little fucking things like that where you're just, uh, for example, there's a scene um that's in this super cramped like cheap motel room but because there's so little room to work with it it was just it just felt awkward and like cramped and it just ah it just wasn't good and like joe said the only really redeeming factor in this is the zombie pirates and yeah that's why i wrote my review they're they're really cool design but not in a cool horror movie design kind of way but in a cool hey that's a neat halloween costume you got you know you actually put a little bit of an effort in your costume so yeah this movie is just fucking terrible in so many ways and yeah definitely pass on this one yeah and like the way it was filmed too like it has like this weird like black like thing on like it's like almost like like the lens they used was like wasn't like was it being covered like it almost looks like it almost looks like maybe they did on purpose because it reminds you of like when you look like through like one of like the pirates when they look through like that fucking black like the thing and right uh to look out to see like it almost looked like they were were filming through that because like there was like this weird like black like thing covering like half the i don't know it's fucking terrible don't ever watch it (laughs) and did you have anything i did so i started an I don't think I talked about this. Did I talk about only murders in the building? No. Okay. So I started watching a new show and well, it came out last year, but it's new for me and it's called only murders in the building. It's a mystery show. It's on Hulu and it stars Martin short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez. And this show is so fucking good i love it so much um i mainly watched it because it had selena gomez but she's not even my favorite part in it it's just the way that martin short and steve martin are like i love them so much so it's about these three characters who all live like on the upper west side in a huge apartment building 
and they're all obsessed with this true crime podcast and something happens in the building where they all had to evacuate and then they realize that they all listened to this and then there happened to be a murder that happened that night in their building so they decide to start a podcast a true crime podcast trying to solve this murder mystery it is so cute um I feel like guys would like it too like if you like Steve Martin and Martin Short like they're so good in it like their chemistry is really good um so yeah I definitely recommend it if you are looking for something to watch so my first one is a movie from 2020 that I watched over on Netflix and it's called Love and Monsters uh, I had not really heard anything about this one. Um, it's my wife that picked it on a movie night. So I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll see what this is about. So uh, it's a guy, uh, he's a teenager and he's like falling in love for this girl. And just as he's about to kiss her for the first time, um, these like, I think it's meteors or something happens where monsters start coming to the earth and attacking everyone and basically the apocalypse happens and the story takes place years later where they're all living in bunkers and uh he like communicates with the girl that he was in love with who's living in another bunker but they have no way of seeing each other because they're like 90 miles away from each other so they have no way to like kind of meet each other up because it's too dangerous in the world but after getting attacked constantly at his bunker he realizes that he needs to go see her because life just isn't worth living, you know, if you're not, if he's not going to be with her. So he goes off on his own, even though he is absolutely useless at everything, to uh, go and see his girlfriend. And the story kind of reminds me of like a monster's version of Zombieland. Um, the main character is very similar to Jesse Eisenberg's character in, in Zombieland, whereas uh, he's kind of, fun, you know, kind of funny, kind of quirky kind of goofy and it's not until he meets people on the road that help him out that he starts to kind of unlock his potential and um yeah I really super loved it I did not expect this at all I think it's a really fun movie the creature designs are fantastic and all the creatures look different it's not like you know uh, a quiet place where all the creatures look the same like every single creature is completely different from one another and i thought that was really cool to see and it, the movies also have has a lot of heart there's some surprise appearances here and there and uh, yeah I, I would actually highly recommend this one so if you're into you know fun monster movies with some comedy and some action and some a little bit of horror i'd recommend it it's called love and monsters on netflix I'm going to definitely check that out because I think, Sam, I think you'll like it, Sam. I feel like, oh, and also um, the main guy, Dylan O'Brien, he was like a huge fan favorite when he was on MTV's Teen Wolf. Like people loved him. He's a really great actor. He's good. I'm going to check it out. He's funny. Would that have cracked your uh, top 10? 2020. 2020 was hashtag alive, right? That year. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I think hashtag 11 was, was uh, my second fear. I think platform was my number one, but it might've been like, you know, eight to 10 type of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's not super horror, but it's, it's fun. Joe, I actually have, have my top 10. I actually have my top 10 2020 right here. Oh. <laughs> of all things uh the lodge the dark and the wicked the platform the invisible man gretel and hansel relic vivarium his house possessor and hunter hunter oh interesting so there you go there's some of some of the movies from that year 
Um, I just I have know a book. Steve. Oh, go ahead. No, I just said I know Steve loved Grell and Hansel. He, he agrees love, with that. Fuck no. He loved it more than I did. <laughs> yeah. It's a great one. I'm about halfway through this book that uh, I usually don't talk about till I'm done, but this one is insane. It's called Exoskeleton by Shane Stadler. And uh, essentially this uh, Department of Corrections makes this like new um, compressed punishment thing where if you do it and you don't know what's going to happen, you do it for a whole year and then you get released no matter what. If you're a murderer or whatever, you get released after a year. So this guy's wrong, wrongfully convicted of a rape and attempted murder. So like he sends his 25 years to life, but he, you know, opts to take this one year punishment. And once again, not knowing what's going to happen. So essentially they hook this uh, prototype exoskeleton to your body and you are tortured um, like for 15 hours straight every day for an entire year. Psychological, um, physical torture. Right now they just put a bunch of uh, knives underneath his um uh, his nails and twisted him around and stuff and it's all day and now they're like you know trying to convince him that he died and he's in hell and he's never gonna get out of this things like that so it's psychological it's physical um and then you feel bad because he's an innocent man so halfway through it it's like i'm absorbing this book it's really good but it also makes your stomach turn a little bit with what what they do to him because man they get pretty graphic in there so um exoskeleton if you're into if you want to read like a um pretty hardcore descriptive violent book then there you go who, who wrote it shane uh stadler s-t-a-d-l-e-r cool nice is the book club ever coming back or what's going on with that i don't know I don't, not a lot of people are reading right now so i doubt it it's uh, hard right. to commit to the books it's gotcha. you know, bigger commitment than a two-hour movie i hear you yeah i don't i don't i don't blame you because i didn't read any on that book club well i'm still reading i'm up to, I'm up to uh let's see i'm up to 18 books this year so far awesome wow that's amazing todd thank you but when you see some other people it's like fucking peanuts <laughs> like yeah, Erica's probably is like 90 books already yeah he probably does have 90 books but that's better than me i've only read two books this year so that's like a little kitten turd you know it's nothing so out of the 18 books <laughs> Out of the 18 you've read, Todd, what's like your number one? Like if I were, number like if you were one. to recommend one to me. Um, let me glance through my list real quick. Well, I didn't know Exit, which we covered on the Hulu movie. Oh, well, Swan, this one's too long. Swan Song would be my pick, It's but it's over 900 okay. pages long. It's a apocalyptic well, uh, post-nuclear war. I'd probably war. listen to the audio book, honestly. So. Post-nuclear war. However, I would probably recommend The Troop by Nick Cutter. It's a... Uh, this um this Boy Scout group, they're like, you know, 14, 13, 14, so they're coming of age, you know. Um, they go to this little island for their, like, e advanced Eagle Scout badge or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But they don't know that a bi biological weapon that infected a man um, got loose from a lab, oh. and this man makes it to the island, and it starts infecting them, and it turns them in. It's basically a, a, a tapeworm on fucking shrooms, and it eats them from the inside out and turns them kind of crazy. So if you're a piece of shit, it amplifies that. If you're good, it and, think, and so on and so on, so... The boys have their dynamic and the troop leaders killed and it's pretty cool so the troop cool all right i don't have any more movies but i guess i can talk briefly i'll just talk really briefly on a few shows um sam and i have been watching and wrapping up on uh we just wrapped up on servant season three which is uh m night Shyamalan's uh Shyamalan and ding dongs uh show over on apple plus it was great it was probably the best season so far out of the three um it's going to wrap up next season the fourth season is going to be the final season um 
the first like season and a half, I would say is pretty slow mover. Um, you know, building stuff up, but it, you know, the last season and a half has really progressed the story and we may not have like gotten answers yet, but like a lot of interesting stuff is happening and uh, which I think is going to make for the fourth season to be fantastic. So if you haven't watched Servant yet and you got Apple Plus, that uh, is a definite recommend for that show. Uh, Severance, which I mentioned earlier, uh, my favorite show on television right now. Uh, it's more probably along the lines of a sci-fi television series, but uh, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, seven episodes in so far and uh, this last episode left on just a... Uh, a cliffhanger and twist that blew people was you know i'm in the severance fan group and sam is too on facebook and people were just going crazy about it so yeah i mean honestly it's i would recommend getting like the free trial of apple plus for the month and binging both of those shows maybe wait for severance to finish up and then binge both those shows because they're 100 percent worth your time and then the last show sam turned me on non-horror wise is um the dropout uh, which is uh, about uh, Theranos. I don't know if anyone knows about that, but it stars Amanda Seyfried, who, um, and it's about uh, this woman who started this, like, uh, I guess, uh, pharmaceutical, would you say, Sam? Or is it like, uh, basically she created like this, like blood a machine that like tests blood or something like that. And, but it was like all fake. It was like a huge scam, but she like, took like Walgreens and like all these like massive companies for like billions of dollars, essentially uh, the truth stranger than fiction sometimes, I suppose, but it's a really, really good show. That one's over on Hulu. So yeah. Cool. Um, so my last one this week is a movie I watched over on Tubi and it is 1961's the pit and the pendulum. Um, so I had talked about previously in, the, in an episode about the pit and the pendulum the one that Stuart Gordon had done uh, around the time that we did his uh, his whole thing. Uh, but this one is starring Vincent Price and is directed by Roger Corman. So you have a man who goes to a castle in the 1500s to look for his sister. And once he gets there, he uh, he's greeted and brought in and he is introduced to Vincent Price's character, who is um, was in love with his sister Elizabeth, and informs him that unfortunately she's passed away, but doesn't give him like a really good answer as to why she passed away. And when he asks to go see her gravesite, they're kind of wishy-washy about that as well. So he starts getting um, like concerned and inquisitive as to what exactly happened. So uh, Vincent Price brings in the doctor, and the three of them start unraveling like what exactly happened to his sister and a bunch of twists and turns happen and the rest I think you need to watch it to uh to see what what goes on it's actually a really good movie Vincent Price is a delight as he always is in every movie that he's in um I really like the way how suspenseful this movie is uh like it really slowly reveals things as with dialogue and uh going into these different really cool rooms and they just, the movie the story just keeps like twisting and turning and you never know like what's going to happen next and as they reveal like new details into elizabeth's pathing or disappearance uh it just the plot thickens and thickens and it's really well made and honestly i think people should check this one out uh especially if you like vincent price you like that era roger corman movies um you know all that stuff so i think it's a good film my only 
I guess complain about it is I find the end is a little bit muddled. Uh, it's a slow burn, but at the end it goes a little too fast as they reveal like a bunch of things kind of one after the other. And you're kind of like trying to process everything that they're revealing all in one shot. But other than that, solid film, highly recommend it. Is that it? Yep. All right, trivia. So this will be the last trivia for the quarter, but our punishment will have to be delayed um, because I'm going to be out for the next two weeks for, for moving and new work and all that stuff. So um, we are currently three-way tie at 17 for the boys, 13 for the lady. And tonight it's all or nothing. I got all Todd originals. Because I'm bringing the heat today. Who would like to go first? Go ahead, Todd Originals. <laughs> Todd Originals. So I'm doing a little bit of uh, the whole uh, give you some details. You tell me what the movie is. Awesome. Love them. What movie am I? A woman in a predominantly male job. Lipstick dancing. Night of Demons. Incorrect. Lotion. South of the Lambs? Correct. Damn it. And my last one was, would you I, fuck me? I'd I, fuck me. I knew Joe it and I said it at the same time, so I'm going to need Steve <laughs> to watch the video when I answer. My mic was muted. How long have you been doing this, girl? Let me that shit. <laughs> Typical. I knew it after the third one, but I would already said it, so I couldn't say it. <laughs> Dude, give, me your, uh, give me your impression, Joe. Would you fuck me? Oh. I'd fuck me. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. Your Buffalo Bill. Oh, man. Ruffle I can only do the great big fat. Was she a great big fat person? <laughs> Spot on. All right. Joe's on the board. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> All Joe originals tonight, Ooh. too. Oh, my. Unmute Kayla. that shit, Sam. Unmute it. It's Kayla, I miss your trivia questions. Please keep sending them because I had to look <laughs> up these ones for myself tonight, and it was hard. Um, all right. So, and anyone else who wants to send trivia questions, not just Kayla, you know, go ahead, anyone. I'll accept any and all trivia questions. All right, so first question tonight. What is the name of the band and song that Patrick Bateman plays while killing Paul Allen? Um, Huey Lewis in the News Yeah. and a hip to be square. That's right. Correct. Good job. Bonus point if you can name the album. (laughs) The the album that song came from. 1982? Greatest Hits. Incorrect. Incorrect. Um, the news. Four. Oh, four. I oh, knew it was a number. It's just but... called four. F O R E. Like golf. Got it. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Golf reference. Maybe. Yes. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck knows? All right. I'll go next. Uh, this is also one of those four uh, different mm. hints that I'll go slowly. I like them. So you can only answer once. Right. Don't don't make my mistake. Yes. Don't blow your load early. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, Ho- Hollywood. Hollywood. Hitchhiker. Raft. Creep Raft. Show 2. That's correct. Oh, nice. Oh. Very good. Woodenhead was my last one. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Yeah, people good. forget about the Hitchhiker uh, <laughs> segment. Yeah, the, opening. the Raft and the Chief Woodenhead are kind of overshadowing. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> oh, that hitchhiker. Nope. I was thinking about no, it's a, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a segment from <laughs> Creep Show 2. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I won't give you any points, but what 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 the sign he was holding, what did it say? Um, 
will work for food. I have no idea. Dover. Oh. That's where it was going. I think we had that question recently. Did yeah, it? we may have. Yeah. Samer. All righty. These questions come from Kayla. Kayla. All right. No Sam originals here. Uh. <laughs> All righty. What was almost the title of the Friday the 13th movies? Camp Blood. Guess not. <laughs> I'm going to need you to uh, rethink that, but you're kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of close. <laughs> uh, blood I mean, fart like. <laughs> so I'll probably get the point if you guys can't guess anything. Uh, shoot, it's not Camp Blood. Blood, blood Camp. Lake. Blood Lake. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right todd gets the point well let's hear what it is so. long night at camp blood mm. yeah well, i'll leave camp that blood. i'll leave that to the judges to my i mean that's a half answer mercy. <laughs> come on sorry todd that I tried. That uh, right. <laughs> of course joe would say no yeah, yeah. <laughs> little bitch Ooh, Ooh, wow. Skin in his head. All right. What <laughs> franchise am I? Get ready, folks. Running from Nazis and not, you know, <laughs> running, running, but like trying to get away from Nazis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Living in a trunk. Also known as a suitcase, but trunk. We are small characters. Creep show? Incorrect. I'm going to give the, the three again before I give the last one because the last one put, gives it away. Running from Nazis, mm-hmm. trying to get away from Nazis. Mm-hmm. Living living in a trunk. I, I know characters. it. characters. Come on. One more. Uh, knows it. Well, I'll give you the opportunity if these guys can't get it. Um, Pinhead. <laughs> Puppy Master. Well, you got to wait for them to get it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I'll give it to Steve. He, he got it. I, I, I should have waited a little longer, but. I knew what the, so tr- the, the trunk I, I, think, so I was thinking the trunk so of a pumped. car <laughs> when you said trunk for the, so for the English so listeners a boot the boot there you go uh, Joe mine all right Alrighty. in it what does Bill call his bike oh the, the uh, silver, silver? Um, I think Sam said it first that was close but yeah I think it was Sam close Sam I mean, or... Sam and Steve. But, yeah. I think Correct. Sam Silver. drew it out longer. It's close. I'll, I'll check, Sam. but I think Sam did this had it first. All right. All right. I think that's Stevie. Yeah, it is. You only get one one guess on this one because there aren't oh. a ton of there aren't a ton of uh, options. Oh, shit. This was actually one I wrote for Joe's birthday. Oh. oh. Which Stuart Gordon film was released in 1987? Um, from Beyond. Wrong. Fuck. I think it was Reanimator. Like, wrong. Sam? I feel like Reanimator was like 85 now. Um, Maybe 84 even. From beyond Reanimator. I have no idea. All right. So the answer was dolls. Dolls. No. Eh, saw it once. Yeah. Agreed. I, I only watched that made. one time for the retrospective. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Is it scary? Not really. Eh, no. no. It's oh, it's watch Puppet Master. It, it's not one of it's not <laughs> one of my Stuart Gordon favorites. That's for sure. Yeah. It's no space truckers now. <laughs> Classic. No pit in the pendulum. Ugh. 
<laughs> I was the only one that liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. All right, Samer. All righty. Next question. What is the first object Carrie manipulates with her mind? A book. Oh. We got a book on the board. Hmm. Just the original? I think that's wrong. What do you guys do with Triv? Never mind. Is this original or remake? Do we know? Probably original. Yeah, it's probably original. I guess. A towel. What is she? We got a towel on the board. Joe's wrong. Mm. I want a follow up guess. A locker? We got a locker on the board. Now give me your follow up guess. A cross. Crucifix. We got a cross on the board. A sandbag? We sandbag. got a sandbag on <laughs> yeah. the board. Well, she has a problem and she like uh, a door. We got a door on the board <laughs> and no one gets a point because the Ow. answer is ashtray. Ashtray. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm due for a revisit for that one. I'm yeah. Due. I'm long overdue. A little bit. It's got Johnny Travolta in it. It does. Yeah. All right. Let me pull up my last one here. Um, all right, this is just a straight question. You give me the title of the movie. I need the title of the movie. Right. This movie features a home invasion by well-dressed brothers. Oh, uh, Funny Games. Correct. Funny Games? What's funny that games. one about? It's Two a wild young one. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> home invasion, and they're just psychopaths. Oh, is it yeah. scary? Yeah, Joe was three tonight. It's, uh, you would yeah, find maybe. it scary because of home invasion stuff, yes. All right. Man, what year did I it was come like, out? 2010 maybe 25 or 2005 then they then there was an american remake too yeah it was german and then uh, they did a american one with that man i was so i was so on that board with that movie until they pulled out the fucking remote and rewound everything and then i I was like i'm fucking way to fucking spoil it i was gonna watch it (laughs) you can still watch it it doesn't really ruin anything bro i can't it's brutal no watch watch it it is it is pretty brutal like i would still recommend I would still recommend it, but all right. I need to score big. I mean, Steve Bolting is score big here. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, right, Joe. Oh, I've actually seen that movie. All right. Did you see the original or the remake? Probably the remake. The remake. Yeah. All righty. My last one of the night in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What does the clown's spaceship resemble? A circus stent. Correct. Okay. For mine, you need the name of the actress, not the character. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Because I know how great we are with characters, so I won't do that to you guys. <laughs> Who's the female lead in La Llorona? Oh shit! It's that fucking girl uh, from Freaks and Geeks. Ma- Marisol. Oh wait. No, the, the, the lead. The lead, not not La Llorona herself. Oh, Li- Linda Cardellini. That's correct. There you go. Damn you, it. You that sealed oh, you gave the answer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was and La Llorona was played by Marisol Ramirez. That's right. I only that know that because she's signing Son autographs right now. Um, <laughs> right. That was Joe also won. a question I had from my Joe episode because that's the episode we did, Just the Two of Us. Just oh, the Two nice. of Us. That's sweet. And I remember it not being great, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, I want to <laughs> rewatch it. It's Yeah. Sam. All right. The Anaconda sequel was released <laughs> in 2004 with what subtitle? Blood Orchid. There's there's four of them, so. Uh, Blood Orchid, I think, is three. I thought it was two. Oh, God, I just watched them <laughs> like two months ago. Uh, we got Blood Orchid on the 
I've only seen the first. I haven't seen any of the sequels. No, the second one is fucking terrible too. <laughs> um, blood. I don't remember. I, Anaconda two. More anacondas. My <laughs> anaconda bigger, don't. Bigger, better. <laughs> yeah. Want none? <laughs> Starring Nicki Minaj. Yeah. All right. Everyone else gave up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great because Todd got it. Hooray, oh, it I'm still one below. Damn it. Yeah, baby. 21 to 20 to 18 to 14. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Joe wins quarter number one trivia. What do I, what do I get for winning? You get to punish us all. Punish us okay, all. Okay, I get Sam all right. Gets a, well, no, stay she tuned. Get She's on for the next two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Stay, stay tuned. Next week, I'll announce it and uh, I'll message you, Todd. Okay. And I'll watch it before three weeks from now. Yes. All right. Movie time. Let's do it. Let me pull it up real quick. Master and President. Uh, Master. All right. Master, directed by Marama Diallo, 2022, over on Amazon Prime. At an elite New England university built on the site of a Salem era Gallows Hill, three black women strive to find their place. Navigating politics and privilege, they encounter increasingly terrifying manifestations of the school's haunted past and present. Um, yeah, so the beginning of this film starts off with uh, Jasmine, who's a freshman at this like really prestigious uh, uppity college um, where they're like, we're better than Harvard, things like that, right? So she arrives there, she meets the student body, and they're like, oh, shit, you got room, whatever. Should we tell her what's going on in that? And they're like, nah. She's like, what? He's like, no, go ahead, go up to your room. Um, so she's one of the only uh, black females there and she, you know, meets her roommates and they end up like start partying right away. It's not really her style. She always already feels a little bit awkward with the, you know, only African-American on, in the, in the room. Plus they're partying, smoking weed on her bed, dickheads, leave her alone, get out of her room, get off her bed, douchebags. Uh, meanwhile, you have the master who is like the, um, the title of, I guess, someone that's in charge, like a faculty member that's in charge of like a certain like wing of the school or something. And that's played by, I forget her name, dang it. Uh, Regina, Regina Hall. Hall. Regina yep. Hall. And she's trying to make her way to, she's kind of navigating this predominantly white uh, faculty and things like that. And then the last black woman that they talked about in the synopsis is Liv, played by Amber Gray, who's a college professor struggling to get tenure. Um, so we go through all three women's um, struggle. You have the new college student, you have the master trying to like, you know, have the respect of her peers. And then you have Liv who's trying to, uh, get to that next step in her career. Um, the horror aspect they introduce is that allegedly there was a witch that was killed on this site and supposedly it comes and takes a black woman and drives her to suicide. And it happened, I believe, I don't, maybe last semester or last year, something like that in the very same room, she ended up hanging herself. So that's why they're like, oh shit, you're in that room. You're black too. Oh no, it's not going to work out for you and things like that. So instantly, uh, uh, Jasmine starts seeing like apparitions or things fucking with her um, when she's sleeping out of the corner of her eye, things like that. There's also like a weird Amish kind of type angle, like these uh, country folk, I guess, live out in the woods and things like that. Um, So that's like the basic plot of it. I didn't know anything going into it uh, until you guys said master and I looked it up on Amazon. Um, Overall, my initial impression were it was extremely well acted uh, by the entire cast. Um, I like the premise and the location um, overall, and I like the use of lighting too, like the red. Whenever they use red in, in movies, it's like, ooh, it's an added creep factor. 
uh, especially when she's in the library and it's closed down. Like, get out of the library. Don't hang out in the library when it's closed. <laughs> leave, leave it alone. It was like 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, man, <laughs> libraries stay open that late? <laughs> Seriously. The guy's like, uh, final call. Oh, fuck it. And he just leaves. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my initial impression that, you know, well acted. I like the shots. I like the lighting and things like that. Um, and I wish it wasn't a horror movie. I wish they would have went straight drama with it because I think that's the better film. But we'll get to that a little bit later. I, well, I don't have a lot to add, but I agree with everything that Todd mentioned. Um, I didn't know a lot about this movie going into it. I just knew that it had Regina Hall and I was excited to see her like in a more serious role because I love everything that she's done before. I thought the story was interesting and I liked how we see all points of view from these three women where they're at in their life. And Okay, so I watched this during the day. So sometimes it was kind of hard to see because like the sun was glaring on the TV. And I was like, and I told Joe, like we were halfway in it. And I was like, man, we should have watched this that night because it definitely would have had a more dramatic feel to it. Um, But of course, like it's a movie about race. And there were like a lot of scenes that like, for instance, the girl, she's at a party and she's dancing and all these white people like come around her and they start playing like a hip-hop song and all the white people are just fucking singing it and like even before that scene started I was like oh my god these white people are gonna like sing a song and it's gonna be bad that scene was like haunting like just the way that they had it where she looks scared and like all these white people are just around her like yelling in her face like I don't know it was scary but anyways I don't know. I feel like I need to watch this again or maybe sit on it a little bit more because I feel like some, like just the end kind of was a flop for me. Like I felt like it had build up to it, but then it was just kind of like, meh, if that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but those are my first mm-hmm. thoughts right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I definitely agree with some of what Todd and Sam are saying here. Um, I, this is one I really didn't hear much about, but I saw a couple people talking about it online and then I saw the plot synopsis. I saw witches were involved some way, somehow. So I was like, let's, let's go baby. Um, this isn't what I was expecting, like whatsoever though, going in, like reading the plot synopsis, I knew that you know, there was going to be, you know, stuff about racism involved and stuff like that. But uh, I was expecting a lot more mythology and stuff like that with the witch, you know, and we really don't get a lot of that here. But I mean, that's really not what the director I get was really going for either. So it's, it's not really, it was really more my expectations more than, than anything on this one. Um, I think it's a great, like, I mean, to me, this is like borderline horror. I think this movie shines best without the horror elements, honestly. Like, I think, like, playing off is just, uh, like, racism in America today with the correlation of the witch trials and whatnot, uh, you know, it, and it's obviously, you know, the similarities are, are definitely, you know, very um, relevant and whatnot. So I found all that to be, like, really interesting. Um, but the like the horror elements to me just mainly just kind of fell flat and we i just wish we got like a little more uh like about like you know 
sort of like more about like the mythos behind like this witch character and stuff like that even though like really it really wasn't a witch character i guess per se um but i don't know like just to me the horror elements fell flat but like i mean the acting was fantastic um the cinematography was really good and overall i come out liking it like i i did definitely enjoy it um but i i just yeah i mean it's it's a weird one for me like it, it probably won't make my top 10 horror really because like like i said it just it just didn't feel like a, a horror movie to, to me per se like it's just more of like real life horror i guess you could say um and i also found it confusing at times like who were these people like in the woods that really wasn't explained or, or fleshed out too well um and then we'll get to it at the end i i found the twist a little confusing too um I don't know if I fully understood, uh, you know, what happened there, but, you know, we'll get into that. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as everyone does. Um, I feel that the problem with this movie is it has a lot of great ideas, but, and they could be great independently, but meshing them all together into this one film doesn't work because what they end up doing is really going three quarters of the way on each of the different stories and not really paying off any of them. Uh, and that's a problem to me. Like the witch st uh, stuff is really interesting, and they kind of it kind of goes up and up and up, especially early in the film. And then they kind of just drop it. You know, there's not much of it. Kind of in the later half of the film, same thing with the villagers that live nearby. Same thing with kind of the racism stuff that's going on with the master herself, and with that twist at the end. Like they don't really pay that off all that much. Uh, which we'll talk about, like there's a confrontation and then nothing, it just ends. <laughs> like, And it's, well, where, where's the payoff of that? Like, I want to see what happens. Like, anyway, and that's kind of the story of this film is that there's a lot of setups and really not a lot of payoffs. And that that's kind of a bummer. Um, but the horror parts I thought were really good. Uh, we touch on it a lot early in the film. Uh, I, I, I forget who had reviewed it first. I, I read the review on Letterboxd that said that the horror kind of, you know, takes a back seat. But within the first 20 minutes, there's a lot of horror. There's a, like paintings that are changing to like creepy ways. And you have like visions in the room and you have like witch hands coming out of the bed. And uh, there's like this weird stuff where people are wearing like white people masks uh, just randomly. And then just like kind of stops, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's weird that, it really goes from the horror film to basically a drama. Uh, but there was a lot of great messages that were thrown out here and some that are really kind of relevant to these times and very interesting questions that like, I was even talking to my wife after we both watched it together and we're not sure how we land on certain issues that uh, this movie brings up. And I don't want to, I don't know if we want to get into this subject necessarily, uh, because it's a very deep subject and it's going to divide people and I don't want to do that. But the subject of trans racism, I guess you could say, uh, you know, identifying as another race uh, is a very touchy and fascinating subject to me, uh, especially with everything going on in the world that I wish we had seen more of in this, but they really kind of gloss over it, don't really, you know, tackle it dead on. But it's a very big conversation. So, so I don't think we'll get into it, but yeah, it's just stuff like that that I liked. And like you guys said, the acting is fucking terrific. I'd never seen the girl who plays Jasmine, uh, but she was fantastic. Like, I really hope that we see her 
in more stuff. I even looked at her IMDb. She hasn't done that much, but I could see her being like a great actress because she was fantastic in her role. Uh, the cinematography, the use of lighting, the use of sound, all great. So definitely a good film, but it just didn't go there for me. Remind me what the twist was. Uh, so the twist is that uh, the girl who wanted to be uh, like brought into the group there was actually white. Or was oh, she... that was a twist. Oh, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I remember that. Or or was she? We don't. There's no real. Or was she? she yeah, looked like she was exactly. mixed white, white and black. In my opinion, I mean, yeah. But the mom that, says no. The dad is absolutely white, and we see a picture of her as a kid, and she's white. But is the mom mm-hmm. lying? We don't know. Those people, we don't really know right. who those people are. So is she lying? Yeah. So is she? identifying as black but she isn't or is she actually half black and it's just gotcha. but they don't pay it off they she, she they don't yeah, right exactly. after and that's mm-hmm. the end it's yeah. over credits i'm like what <laughs> you know yeah so yeah so what, I, I thought i had predicted this movie when i don't know how far into it but I obviously was wrong but i thought like um the school was kind of like a cult kind of thing and the staff had to sacrifice like a black woman for some reason and I thought that's what like to appease the witch, and that's that's what I thought we were going towards. But then obviously that didn't happen. But um, also I don't know if I missed it or glanced over it. But what was the girl doing out in the woods with the boys? Was she just having sex or? Her knees were all scraped up, so I figured, you know, she was doing some kind of sexual activity in there. And then that mm-hmm. didn't really go anywhere, right? Nope. Yeah, a lot of a lot of open threads that I'm a like, oh, okay, let's go, and then it's like, oh, but um. And then the uh, spoilers, obviously, guys. Uh, Jasmine killing herself too. It's like, and then okay, and it's done. It's like, yeah. And yeah. she and, and why why does she survive? She's thrown away. Why does she yeah. survive the fall that kills all the other ones? Right. They kill her off yeah. like basically the next scene. Like it just yeah didn't make sense. Maybe I, I missed I, this, but I was wondering like why with everything that was going on why wasn't her parents called like it was such a serious thing well, she, that was going she lied on to like them. she did she she sent a couple the whole time saying like yeah i'm having a great time with my roommates blah blah, blah. and then she was but no why didn't stuff. why didn't the Regina head Hall? person call yeah well i wasn't the mom trying to call her and she was like not taking her calls or not taking mm. her seriously she was no, like on the verge that... of saying that she was gonna that she was sick or was that her mom? No, that was no, that was Someone the was mom that. that she meets. That, oh, that was that was the other mom. The uh, oh, that was the other the mom. Teachers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of brutal too when Regina Hall just hangs her friend out to dry in the um in the peer review of her not being published. You know. Yeah. Um, and then bringing up like the whole like um student complaint about her basically fucked her over at the end there. I don't know, man. It was like a lot of awkward stuff and not because the source material was awkward. It, it obviously could be awkward, um, but like the way they delivered it too. It's like when she starts playing the rap music for everybody and it's like her friends getting embarrassed for her and it's like, I don't know, too many loose, too many open threads that didn't really mix well. Yeah, the, the rap music is what made me think more so than anything that she is actually just identifying as Black or using the kind of you know being pretending to be black to get in because mm-hmm. it seems she was trying too hard like this is what i think black people would do kind of mm-hmm. situation you know and whereas regina hall is like that's not how you know i don't know it's just it's a very yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't regina's hall character like kind of pick up on stuff like that if it was true 
being her close friend and stuff you would think i mean were I mean, they really I... close friends though or was it I just they were. like i don't know i thought they were that's what i i had the impression that they were because they were hanging out at their houses before things started kicking off Mm-hmm. oh you know what's yeah, really but cool I, th- that sh- I feel like I'm their sorry. houses were on campus so it's not like they go out of their way to hang out with each other it's just like hey we're the only two that have something in common like I don't know if it was um friends by default kind of thing yeah um you know it's really cool too that I wish they would have like gone after more is like the bell ringing in Regina's house in the attic mm. like there's so much mm-hmm. cool stuff that could have been set up if I I prefer they take horror out of this completely however if they wanted to keep it in remove maybe a side character maybe remove the uh the white slash african-american teacher question and just like keep it regina hall's character and then jasmine's and kind of like mingle yeah. together with because we never it was a witch true like at the end of the end of the story was it factual or was she just i i didn't I get mean, that like that, i kind of took it i kind of took it as like a metaphor for racism like in a lot of ways i suppose like that that's kind of the way it's it spun i feel like it's spun like but i, I mean took it as the students were taunting jasmine but they just blame it on a witch to make her feel like she's the one that's going insane and that they're not actually racist but they are weren't like, they I don't, gone though during Thanksgiving yeah. break when a lot of this happened too. Uh, the, the thing I thought was that so she suffers from night terrors and like mm-hmm. sleepwalking. sleepwalking. And mm-hmm. by them putting that story in her head at the beginning of the film when they're in the room, she kind of like used that as her imagery of her mm-hmm. fears within the school, like using kind of her racist fears and kind of manifested them into the witch. Because if you notice every scene yeah. that something like that happens there's always the red light somewhere, which to me mm. says that she's in her kind of like trance world or wherever she mm. goes uh, psychologically when these things happen, which made me believe it's not real. It's just stories that, because the teacher even says the story. So it might be a legend of the area, but she kind of took it in another level in her like night terrors. Well, but who mm. would have been carving on her door and who would have put the noose on it? Like, students? you don't think that was the students? I think it was. Yeah. Were they awesome. were they ever openly racist to her though? Like I don't yeah. remember honestly. There there were a lot of things that were like racist. Subtle. Subtle and in your face, but mm-hmm. I feel like some people might not get the might not see that it is racist cuz they're closed-minded. Um so why did senior guy make out with Jasmine to get back at his girlfriend or because he liked her or to I don't think her. he liked her I think it was um I think it went back to no I think it went back to race why though like I mean I honestly don't feel comfortable with like saying or assuming but it's I don't know I feel like it's a I don't even want to say because I don't want anyone to like mix up my words okay mm. um yeah I mean I don't know. The horror stuff is cool, but at the end of the day, it was overall a miss. Just because, like, if I'm basing it off a horror movie only, which were horror po- podcasts, then I'd have to say, like, since they didn't flesh it out and end on a horror note, then it was a miss. But I thought it would have been better drama. Like, honestly, like, it was so well acted mm-hmm. and the setting was so good that the horror, like, if they, they just didn't, they had an identity crisis, like, big time with this movie. Like, did you want to mm-hmm. be a social thing or did you want to do horror thing? It, and they didn't mix it properly. So horror movie overall, I think it was a miss for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, usually like, I feel like that's like the big problem in a lot of these horror movies is like the social commentary gets like too in the way sometimes, but in this movie, like it worked like really well, like the, the social commentary in this one, like even when it like, like it, didn't pretend like it wasn't like trying to be like all metaphorical and then like throw stuff at you that like you know it, it was like it knew what it wanted to be the whole time and that's why it works so well um so yeah and then like i'm still going back to like this ending like with this like whether she was actually like a fa- like a fraud or whether she actually was you know um and like i'm just so like but and i i look to the like and i feel like the director maybe like intentionally kept it open-ended because like at the end of the day like like they don't care like if she's black or not it's that she like that they think she's black because like when regina hall is like calls her out like they're all like all the white people are like so offended and are like why would you like even say that and stuff like that so like i feel like the director it was just kind of like almost trying to send like a message like it like it like almost doesn't even matter like type thing you know what i mean like See, i don't know if my words are coming out right here but i, I saw it differently because mm-hmm. the whole story to me and she kind of says it at the end is that even though she's the master she's ultimately yeah. still still the maid right, right yeah uh, because yeah. and but instead of physically cleaning up the school she's she was hired because she was black to like right. s- like clean up the reputation of the school right mm-hmm. it, and that and it all comes down to basically she's she's still a maid just in a master position and, th- and that's why right. she says at the end things never change you know mm-hmm. uh, whether wh- whatever she accomplished in her life they still see her as a maid and that's mm-hmm. and, and I, that's how i saw kind of this whole this whole movie you know is what basically this was is that they're not changing they're just look right. like they're changing because they're trying to save face but internally they're still not changing yeah right well like because she lived in the maid's house like yeah. that's what those bells were for one was for the mm-hmm. master one right. was for like for instance the wife and the kids and it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, think it's definitely interesting to watch. Oh yeah, I have a question about the um, the townspeople there. So uh, at one point they go and they see her, and they're they're like at a cemetery, and she sees them like doing kind of a procession to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. But they weren't right. ca- they weren't carrying a body. Were they digging someone up as opposed to digging someone in? Because we don't see them bring anyone there. We see them walk up. There's no coffin. There's a casket or body or anything so but they're digging they're doing something right so what were they doing and that's kind of we don't really know what the hell these people are about like why even put them in you know it's it, I, I didn't really get that remember yeah. that was Weird. that at night or during the day is that night like before they found the girl and the two teen it is, it's, boys? Near, it's like a three quarters into the movie oh yeah it's right it's around that part where, where they find the girl like uh, in the woods mm-hmm yeah, like, I just, like, who are they? Are they, like, they're, like, descendants from the witch trials and they still live like that or something? Like, I just, yeah, I thought it wasn't they were fleshed kind of like out. Mennonites or, like, you know. Mennonites, That's yeah. what they, they seem like to me. But what yep. was their, I don't really get what their deal was. Like, why were they there for the story right. purposes, right? Because I thought it could be interesting, but they don't really do anything or have mm-hmm. any importance to the story. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I missed that. Yeah, so it's just, it's just stuff like that, and that's really why why the film kind of fails for me. 
is there's too many of these mm -hmm. elements that they bring up for nothing that I could see anyway. Maybe someone, you know, in the comments can tell us, okay, yeah, no, I missed something. You know, you missed this. Sure. Yeah. I didn't see it. Any other final thoughts or you want to rate this thing? Mm, no, I think I'm good. Besides, obviously this was Salem. I don't know why they didn't just call it Salem. They gave they gave it a fictional, you know, city and name and whatnot. <laughs> was it Massachusetts? Yeah, they, yeah it was, yeah. Uh, God, I forget the name they gave it, but it was, it was not a real <laughs> town in Massachusetts, but it was Salem. Salem. Like they just didn't want to call it Salem. Yeah. All right, someone lead off here. Um, I'm actually coming out lower than I did coming in, actually. This is one where my rating was a little higher coming in, but the more we discussed it, the more kind of holes I discovered in it. Um, but I still think it's a good watch. Like, it, you know, if you're going in as a horror fan, you'll probably be bummed out. But if you want like a good like social commentary, like drama movie that has some like really interesting... um ideas uh maybe not all fleshed out and whatnot i mean it's definitely i think worth a watch and if you have amazon prime it's free so um you know for the acting alone and the there's some great cinematography and the use of lighting like we all said was great so yeah i just think it's just not fleshed out enough for me um and just the horror elements are lacking so as, as a horror movie as you know podcast rating and whatnot i, I mean you know, I was at a seven coming in, but uh, I'm going to knock it down to a six and a half after our discussion. Hmm. You ready? Yeah, I guess I'm ready. Um, so definitely I would say check it out. And if you do watch it, let us know like what your thought of it is. Um, Cause it seems like we all kind of had different things of what we thought certain situations meant and whatnot. Um, but I mean, the acting was really good. The girl who played Jasmine, I really enjoyed watching her. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven. Um, so basing it just off horror movie, uh, it's an overall to miss. I, I felt like there was three movies kind of made in this one and they could have stuck to one or maybe two and uh, a lot of open a lot, of, a lot of random scenes, a lot of open threads, things like that. So I'm going to be a five and a half out of 10 for this. However, um, from a standalone drama, I would bump it up to a seven, but it's not. It's geared as a horror movie, so it's down to a five and a half for me. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed thinking about it, like really trying to understand what I watched and asking those kind of philosophical questions to myself and everything like that. So on that level, I liked it. Uh, like I said, super well shot, incredibly well acted. Uh, I had to watch something else that uh, this director does because she she did make a good movie. Uh, but mm -hmm. ultimately, there are just too many elements to make a cohesive uh, film. And unfortunately, that hurts it quite a bit for me. So I give it a 6 out of 10. All righty. Cool. All right. So next week, we're doing Studio 666 in memory. Yes. Of... Me yep. Yep in memory of the Foo Fighters drummer that we lost um, this week, Taylor Hawkins. Um, yeah, we're going to do Studio 666 because it seems like a really fun movie. And yeah, so I'm excited to watch it. I haven't really seen anything about it. So I'm kind of curious what it's even about. Like I, all I knew is the Foo Fighters horror film. So I, right. I, I, I actually won't look into it. I want to kind of go in completely blind though. 
Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Okay, so for the next two episodes, we are going to be missing Todd. Boo. So just, boo, just a heads up boo. on that. Fucking boo. No way, <laughs> but he'll be back soon so- enough. <laughs> And don't forget, you guys can follow the Horror Squad on Instagram. Check out the Discord so you can be having some fun with all of the horror things that we do over there. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.